Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. win the ball back in a high in a, a high on the pitch and uh, you are close to the goal so it's only one pass away from a really good opportunity most of the time tactical trends in football are constantly in flux always moving forward yet always repeating some version of something that's happened before pass pass and move and just wait for the opportunities it means that some players talents aren't always appreciated in their generation but there's one type of player that will always be needed a right fucking hard bastard. <laughs> and that looked very much like a right hook by Johnny Giles. Oh, dear me, that's not a tackle, that's a fist. That's Roy Keane swinging, red card, Keane's off. Little incident there between Messers, Ince and Ferguson. Ends with a free kick to Liverpool. Duncan Ferguson, of course, about to start a three-match suspension. Hateful on any other team, but magnificent when you've got one for yourself. The hard man offers you that sense of security that comes with knowing that your team won't be bullied and the constant fear that the guy will probably get sent off again. Everybody follows the ball and then you just come in and follow down with your studs on the back of his Achilles down the calf. It's always a nice one. Every team needs one and they appreciate their own. When urging his former club Bayern Munich to sign hardman Mark van Bommel, Stefan Effenberg said, Bayern 
need a scumbag. And we couldn't agree more. Every team needs a scumbag. Uh, what differentiates, though, a hard man from your modern shithouse? What happens when hard men collide? How hard do you want your hard men to actually be? Really quite hard. As hard as nails, but not too hard. What about I discuss all this and more? So settle in and hear us out as we bring you the Football Rambles Guide to Hard Men. Oh, matron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lads, we've all had hard men at our t- clubs and in mm-hmm. our teams, from your Granite Jackers to your horrific Roy Keane uh, histrionics at Manchester United. Uh, who have we had? Uh, Alan Shearer was quite tough, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underrated, underrated hard man. Hard man yeah. Kick someone in the face. Yeah, I think he put um, he put a bollard on Keith Gillespie's head. Who tried to have a swing at him once? Anyway, um, I'm going to need to know more about that. So what he, do you mean a bollard? Like they're, they're, I think ripped one out of a, the street. You know what? I've, like... con- I've confused the stories. Philippe Albert was running around on a pre-season tour to Dublin uh, with a bollard on his head. The Belgian gorgeous so-and-so and uh, Alan Shearer and Keith Gillespie having a fight Keith Gillespie had a swing at Alan Shearer Alan Shearer picked Keith Gillespie up uh, tipped him upside down and jammed his head into a gutter uh, so he's so that's what happened to those guys but look if you're going to take a swing at a hard man it's fair dues yeah. uh, what makes though your classic I'm going to say 70s 80s 90s hard man because <laughs> they get, it's kind of a lost art a little bit mm. you can't be a dickhead that to that degree uh, without really costing your costing your team uh, dearly with a red, I think even on that time scale, it changed quite dramatically. Didn't yeah, because I think the in the in the seventies in particular and before that, you wouldn't have used the term hard man. No, I think the term Just would have man. been it would have yeah. been enforcer, <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it, enforcer would have been used in the same way you might use like defensive midfielder or right, like winger. Okay. Yeah. It felt like a position. Trick or yeah. Yeah. Anything else. Like, yeah. a, like, <laughs> like a sort of roaming bouncer, yes. essentially. Yeah. And I think yeah. you've just written the C word on this uh, team sheet, <laughs> manager. <laughs> but it, it was, wasn't it? It was just the, the idea that actually this guy is going to go around making sure that we don't get bullied and he's going to like yeah. essentially frighten the other yeah. team. And can you imagine being one of the many non-enforcers in the game, knowing that every time you play, there is some psychopath yeah, it's just there to like shit you up and yeah. hurt you and possibly injure you. Well, I like kind of like I like hard man software being inserted into um, soft man hardware. If you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Nope. You know, pl- well, players like who would get unbelievably angry, but it was funny, like Gary Neville. Right. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. he kind Robbie of had, Savage. Yeah, exactly. He had the hard man gene, but he just he just didn't have the physicality, uh, mm. and he, he, they were too good looking, or, or just not strange enough. I don't know, but you just you've kind of got to back it up with a bit of a physique. Is that fair to say? Do you have to be a real tough I think guy, you muscle have man? To quite genuine, genuinely be hard, don't you? Yeah, yeah, is the, yeah. Is the issue. So I, you know, again, Joey Barton would be someone you would kind of look at in, in that mould but it was of a generation where people didn't really do that so much so yeah. it just seemed like oh Joey what are you doing where it's like people used to play that like, all the time like, <laughs> and you also remember that Joey Barton in that you know speaking specifically about him he was a product of his environment mm. so people from a tough bringing up bringing a, a generally thought of to be the designated hard man yeah because yes. even Rooney, you know Wayne Rooney brilliant footballer also a hard man mm. yes and was seen as someone who would run around and you know, that was partly his job to run around and boot people, make himself mm. uncomfortable. That, Certainly early on in his career. That mm. goal he scored against Newcastle, the volley from the outside of the boot that sort of curled into the top left-hand corner, one of the best goals he ever scored. He was fuming yes. when he scored yeah. that. He yeah. was arguing with the ref. Well, ab- let's be honest, shouting at the referee 
yeah. when the ball came over and he just kicked it out of anger. I think I, he turned away before it even went in. It was I, just like... I think if he played in a slightly uh, more regressed position and if he was um, not as good as a footballer and, and, and skillful and incredibly uh, delicate with his, his touch and just incredible at volleys, um, he would be the sort of player who would get sent off a lot more. I truly yeah. believe that. I agree, yeah. Because the referee would look at him and go, he's just a fucking nightmare to hit. But he had such beauty to his passing and his, and his play. I thought, oh man, Wayne Rooney, what a footballer. Yeah. The thing I like about the... Um, the hard man is as, as you I think Jim you mentioned it before that you kind of need your own hard man to counter their hard man yeah yeah. and it's the idea that like they might not play the same position as in like, they might not be like uh, up against each other on the field itself but they know they're both there yeah. and they will find each other mm-hmm. and it's like right if he's looking for him he won't be looking for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> like on both sides yeah. Yeah. yeah and actually it's ideal when they do play in the same position like Keane and Vieira are a really obvious kind yeah. of um, example because they were sort of really their hardness was defined by by the other one really wasn't it yes yeah yeah, yeah that's so a great they, way of putting it they would just yeah. clash um, yeah. two incredibly gifted technically skillful footballers who both happen to be really hard I think that might be the pinnacle of the modern hard men for me because it was it was a, it was like almost like wrestling yeah yeah. we all remember in Blockbuster Video a video that I don't think I ever remember renting but I remember sort of walking past it and tutting even in 1992 uh, Soccer's Hard Men uh, presented by one Vinnie Jones pre-Hollywood yes. Sort of as his career was kind of winding down a little bit. Would it have been winding down in 1992? I guess it would have been, wouldn't it? I think he, he did retire relatively early, didn't mm. he? So maybe it would have been. But yeah, it was uh, It was really controversial at the time. It was like a sort of video nasty. <laughs> remember that ridiculous phrase. It got him like, it, it was, you know, there was a bit of a moral panic about it. Yeah. He, he, yeah, there was, and back then you could kind of get your mother wouldn't like it videos kind of banned <laughs> or Mary Whitehouse and all that. But he was accused of glorifying foul play. It was just a load of like old clips and you know pretty decent clips of of absolute maniacs, one off man mentals. Uh, Sam Hamam, the Wimbledon chairman, described Jones as a mosquito brain and banned the sale of video uh, of the video in the club shop. Oh, that's fine. They weren't going to sell it anyway. It's a no. video released independently by Vinnie yeah. Fine. You know, it's not got a branding on it. But uh, the FA charged Jones with bringing the game into disrepute. Uh, but Soccer's Hard Men was the second best-selling sports video in the run-up to Christmas 1992. So who's the real winner? Well, I guess it depends on what you've signed contractually, Vinnie. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just... Uh, I, I mean, they, I like that they, they charged him with bringing the game into disrepute for the thing he did off the field in front of a camera rather than what he did week in, week out for the crazy gang. Yeah, That's so, so, so weird on, on so many different levels. But, like, the idea that he doesn't clear any of that with anyone else until it's actually yeah, out. right? Yeah. It's very much going rogue. And also, like, the I've idea... I've made a video. Yeah. And it's like, it's about, like, being a real bastard when you play football like <laughs> I do. If you're wondering whether I'm setting out to hurt people, here is a video of people hurting people. <laughs> it's like, it's I'm off for lunch sinister. with Jimmy White. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the difference between like your, your, your Vinnie Joneses of the 80s and the 90s and the hard men of the 60s and 70s they invariably played they were invariably so useful and such an important part uh, of their uh, of their team that um, they'd be playing for your Liverpools you know what I mean they'd, they'd yeah. be, they mm. would be such an integral part you know you'd have Keegan a little bit further up the field and you'd have um, well I mean Bill Shankly's Liverpool side uh, Tommy Smith uh, was apparently uh, a player who was a, an absolute hard bastard. He once uh, he once handed Jimmy Greaves a piece of paper before a game against Spurs, which was the food menu at the local hospital. I mean, that's I mean, psychotic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Psychotic. It's psychotic, but it's also a bit. It's also a bit lame. He will have had to have gone to the hospital. <laughs> 
somehow got a menu from the fucking. That's how does he true, even actually, do that? Yeah. I, I can't, he, sweet can't talk to sister. It. No, no, yeah, that's really true. Can't. Can I? Weird. Oh, this is a brunch menu. <laughs> Did he have to pretend oh, to be a brunch. patient? That's going to make me look so so feminine. <laughs> but I mean, watching like clips of him, I, I wasn't really massively familiar with Tommy Smith's work. Uh, 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 Shankly um, famously said of him, uh, "Tommy Smith wasn't born; he was quarried." Um, he could. He, watching him play, like he was. Uh, a fucker for a two-footer, but he had a lot of grace and a lot of skill in the way he would... The, the way he would carry himself wasn't just because he would come out of nowhere and two-foot you. He could carry the ball out of defence yeah. and no one would go near him because he was so powerful and mm. so uh, so direct, I suppose. He was fantastic to watch. I think there's a misconception him. about these players, actually, that they, you know... They were constantly fouling everyone. It's no, just, I think yeah. tackles were just harder, weren't they? Tackles yeah. were tougher. Yeah, you could go in a bit harder, harder yeah. and you could, you know, just stand up strong and yeah. take the ball away and carry it on. I think Sunis is a good example of this as well, Graham Sunis, how yeah. people kind of think he was essentially just really, really violent. Yeah. And he kind of definitely, we've seen there's some famous YouTube clips of particularly nasty ch- tackles he's done, but I think it was essentially like a cross between Steven Gerrard and Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he could really play as well. You don't win that much without being able to do it. Yeah. But I like that Sunis carried it on into his managerial career with a famous incident where he, um, where he, he stabbed the Galatasaray flag into the pitch uh, against Fenerbahce, it would have mm. been, wouldn't it? Mm. It was a, a huge, huge rivalry. And... Yeah, it's just in his blood, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you have to be hard to do that yeah. in that game to as well. essentially call out a stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- these are obviously like football's hard hardest men, and like you know, they're the original hard men from from when when it, it was a position in themselves to, to to have that sort of radius of influence. But um, they they pretty much all had moustaches. Yeah, yeah. What was that? that was, about? I don't know what that was about. They all looked like they were in the bill. <laughs> I think it's. Well, it was a sign of seventy sort of machismo, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that has maybe been lost a little bit. Times change, isn't it? It's more like a sort of hipstery thing. But I think it was. It was. You would. You would grow a big moustache to show how manly you were. Yeah. Of course, you had a moustache. You. You. You know. You. You'd shave it off, but it'd come back two minutes later because you're so full of testosterone. But, but yeah. I mean, compared to the big moustaches, the big mutton chops of you know your William Gladstones and stuff. <laughs> like, like, would you not? Sort of look at that and sort of go. That's quite a small moustache. It's quite a dainty moustache compared to the moustache you could grow. Why don't you grow a big? I own a blunderbuss moustache. Yeah. Really. Why? Why wasn't there more one-upmanship? With that? Yeah. yeah. I agree. Surely you exactly. want to make yourself a target. Yeah. Because that way you show that you're not frightened. Right? Mm. If, if anything, it's a bit scarier, isn't it? He's got <laughs> going out of his way to there? look silly, but he looks terrifying. He's got a blade mm. under there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, we're talking about like men of the past uh, with um, old school um, football shots on uh, in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ellis uh, James, the famous Ellis James, uh, got in touch on Twitter when we uh, put the subject out on Twitter. Uh, a picture of John Kay, Sunderland's John Kay, pretending to row himself off the pitch, having just broken his leg in a game against Birmingham City at Roker Park. He's on the stretcher and he's pretending that he's in uh, he's in a robot. Uh, Jonathan Wilson, uh, a f- good friend, friend of the show, Jonathan Wilson, uh, says, also, or as legend had it, uh, when challenged to a fight by a much bigger bloke in a Bristol pub, offered to take him on instead in a urinal cake eating competition. Urinal cake? <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Don't call it cake if you don't want people to do that. <laughs> that would mess you yeah, up. That point. would mess you up. I went through a penchant of, uh, I went through a, a series of uh, about six months when I was with a friend, uh, my uh, my best friend, Alex, from school. Uh, if we were both in the Iran at the same time, I would pick up the Iran kick and throw it out his back. Um, it was disgusting. I washed my hands afterwards, but uh, it, was a, it was a part of my life 
that I, I'm, I'm glad I went through. Yeah. I'm glad I stopped, I stopped doing it. You can say you've done it, can't you? Yeah, because yeah. he's so... Yeah. He, you turn around and you've got your arm kick on your back. It's so funny, in a way. Oh, I thought you were making amends there, but no. no. Yeah, it's, I thought it's you were... so funny, yeah. I'm so... It's so. You know when, like, Motorhead talk about their drug use in yeah. the 70s? Oh, yeah. They right. sort of go, it's a terrible thing, but... I wish I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was totally, bad. yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> would, he, would he get with this lad, uh, um, you know, this, uh, what was the player's name? The the Eater? Oh, the um, the one that, um, that Alice uh, mentioned. It was John Kerr, Sunderland's John Kerr. Do you think John Kerr would kick off at you if he came in to have a cheeky nibble on your rhino cake and you're throwing them about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone could eat that. That's food you're wasting. Well, <laughs> People are dying and starving in Africa. It's just all about what everyone used to say in the nineties. Yeah, it yeah. was, wasn't it? Just all about horrible, horrible competition, isn't it? Just yeah. it has to be some sort of one-upmanship in one way. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and it's. I remember sort of um, uh, the wrestler uh, Meng Haku. Do you remember Haku from the nineties? Vaguely, yeah. Big, I think it's Tongan guy. He uh, he once was in. He's, he's notable as like the hardest of the hard. You know, everyone pretends to be a hard man, but this guy is legitimately frightening. Yeah. He's pop. He's pulled people's eyes out, you know. He's, you know, I've done all this stuff. But the, one of the worst stories was he—he uh, he was in a pub and some lads started fighting, fighting him, uh, and he just put his hand in the man's mouth with his thumb and forefinger, just pulled the two teeth out. And said, "I love them." Oh, <laughs> so that's wow. when, when they were talking about his uh, pub story. I thought, can you snap a man's teeth out though? Can you pull a man's teeth oh out? Oh my his god! Mouth? Don't give these men ideas. No, exactly. They're, they're not really around so much now, are they? No, I, I feel safer knowing that. Or do yeah. I? I feel more frightened that these men are just out on the streets now. But they, but they, so, so there's, um, I, I suppose, there's, the legend carries forward and people want to be that guy. Yeah. So like John Terry, probably quite a hard guy, but on the field wanted to be that old school centre-back and part of being old school was being feared. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think anyone who played against John Terry feared John Terry in that way. No, no. they feared him because he was a good footballer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Quite imperious. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. And and to be a hard man, you really had to put your body through quite a lot. And you can't do that these days. Mm. You just can't. It just, it just You are just damaging yourself yeah. uh, for, for, for no yeah. good reason. Richard Eastbrook, Eastbrook actually popped up with a, with a tweet just now and said, uh, I play with John Kerr in a charity six-a-side tournament some years after his retirement. Someone not made him and he grabbed the poor lad by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing him holding him up in the air as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but it didn't start in the uh, in the 70s and the 60s. Um, the first ever hard man uh, everyone talks about. Uh, I mean, very few people are still alive who remember him. Let's make that very clear. But Frank Barson. Uh, dubbed uh, football's hardest man he played in the earliest 20th century he played for uh, Barnes the Aston Villa Manchester uh, United uh, he was also a blacksmith which I yeah. mean just guarantees didn't use tools hard though. man just, his, just <laughs> his fists punched his anvil to bits uh, he regularly had to have a police escort out of the stadiums to be protected from fan backlash uh, one particularly bad tackle he made uh, earned him a seven month ban Jesus I want to see that black. Yeah, yeah, I know I want to see that black and white footage of crying Completely. out loud when Even the ball was like filled with cement four frames a second yeah. I'm up for it I, um, vaudeville in the back of yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd not heard of this man before so I, I, I looked into him and I found a blog from a man called Dave Woodhull who um, seems to blog about Villa um, and there are a couple of choice sentences friends say he's blogging about Villa friends again, blogging about Villa again. <laughs> um, there are a couple of choice sentences that just really paint a picture of this man Barson was born in Grimesthorpe in the Sheffield Steel Belt. What, I mean, firstly, what, what a sentence that is. You can yeah. feel the sepia dripping off of it. Yeah. And Frank was a Sheffielder, a truly great footballer and personality, and a card. He was never ashamed of numbering amongst his friends the notorious Fowler brothers who were hanged for murder. 
Any offer has been hanged. Different breed of hard man. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> any offer has been hanged for murder. Nope, uh, not for anything. When he played, th- th- this story made me laugh because it was like he, uh, when he played for Villa, he refused to move out of Sheffield. Him and the goalkeeper Sam Hardy were once forced to walk seven miles to Old Trafford in torrential rain after missing a real connection. Uh, but Barson was still uh, the best player on the pitch. Seven miles. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot in modern football, but the footballs did not work that hard back no. then. It would have been uphill. It wouldn't all have been cardio and stuff. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's an un- unconfirmed story. Uh, towards the end of his career, uh, he didn't feel like he was getting the pay rise he deserved, so he helped uh, contract negotiations along by going to a meeting uh, with his manager carrying a gun. So <laughs> it's good stuff. It's just solid stuff. I mean, not just. I mean, it's guns as well as fists. It's, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's it solid is. stuff. Maybe, yeah. maybe made the gun himself. That, yeah. that talented a blacksmith. Um, there's, there's something very lovely about like um, players and, and you know British hardware is kind of like you know and British hooliganism and all that kind of extended kind of shitty Marvel universe is kind of like nonsense. It, yeah it's kind of uh, it, it's always seen as like this like quite uh, a British thing and players on the continent back in like the 70s and 80s were seen as like not having the steel uh-huh. uh, the British players are. but of course they bloody did the, the example of uh, Andoni Gocicchia uh, the butcher of Bilbao uh, he was known for his brutal tackles uh, and he famously broke Diego Maradona's ankle in 1984. Yeah. And like, it was very much like, I'm going to do him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was his, very that much. Was his, yeah. That was his plan for the game. <laughs> it's a calculation that like, if I hit your ankle here, it will break. Yeah, exactly. There's a 99% doing. of yeah. Al from Quantum Leap that said, if you get him right there, it'll snap <laughs> his bloody uh, ankle off. Uh, but apparently he kept the boots he wore that day in a glass cabinet in his living room. Mm. Absolutely chilling stuff. I'm just thinking of Al from Quantum Leap as a, as a manager now. That'd be amazing. I, I think it? he's got the eyebrows, he's got the little iPad there, he's got he'd look like a thoroughly modern manager, yeah. I think. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the show, a man kept getting stuck in different people's bodies. He was from the future, he had to solve yeah. their problems. Not, not he had a, a little way. mate only he could see called Al, who would work out the odds of him completing his So he'd that'd be like the Sammy Lee of this. Yeah. yeah. But imagine if you've got like Pep doing that for you. Like you, you you're a huge advantage. Yeah. Or actually maybe someone's statty, maybe Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> maybe he's got a in game he's stats. got a secret Al yeah and Gushy is it Gushy the computer a Something hologram like that only he could see yeah. and hear anyway we've gone down a rabbit yeah, hole yeah never mind um, but I, I think part <laughs> part of the reason that this we, we don't see this type of player so much more is is just from the, the evolution of the game isn't it I mean mm. the term kick and rush was was it, it was something that was used quite a lot. That was how football was described: kick and rush, and it's now pass and move. You know, right, it really okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it is. Football wasn't always as coordinated as it is now. It was a bit more of a sort of like what you might crudely numbers. term a rugby match. Yeah, it was like uh, safety in numbers. Everyone just ran at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. like this Jim you think you've got your granite Xhaka you think you've got your guaranteed red card every few weeks <laughs> in the Premier League well uh, Colombian defensive midfielder Geraldo Bedoya uh, holds the record for being the most sent off player in the history of the game 46 red cards I mean that is if it's if it's three games for a red yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's how many how many suspended get it can't surely cannot have been three three games for a red. Yeah, I guess I guess if you didn't know the full story, you'd, you'd look at yeah, you'd look at you know, Wikipedia and go, he didn't play many matches, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Constantly injured. Uh, his forty first red card was awarded after he elbowed an opponent and aimed a kick at the flawed player's head. Jesus, <laughs> after the match he said, I'm not normally like this. He's like, You are! It's your forty first red card for crying out loud. Uh, and he uh, received his first as an assistant coach just twenty one minutes into his first game on the touchline. It's Amazing. good stuff. It's solid stuff. And 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 quite apart from the people who are in the dugout, um, we, we're obviously besotted uh, on Sky Sports and beyond with like your Roy Keynes, your Graham Souness. It, it doesn't yeah. end when your football career ends. People respect the blood and thunder uh, kind of uh, defenders, defenders, strikers uh, in, 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 in the Sky Sports studios as well. We've got Roy Keane and Graham Souness and they obviously, they're just... They're just they're unequivocal with their punditry, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I think that is one of the byproducts of being a hard man. Is you that, never worry about what you're going to say, like. Well, I mean, there's also that, but in terms of like the reason they're in those positions is because they're popular, and obviously they were both exceptional footballers. But yeah. it's the most easily identifiable personality trait on a football pitch. Yeah, like, he is up for a fight. Mm. Yeah. Like, we've all we've all got friends like that. We've all been in pubs. We're like. That it's going to kick off over there. Yeah. And it's weird seeing them front and centre on your TV and being like, it's going to kick off over there now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a huge advantage having essentially Begbie on your side. <laughs> That's what it boils down to, isn't it? <laughs> but they're very good. They're very good for a for a for a um uh, a voice nod, a sound bite, aren't they? Like kind of like, come on, Roy, tell us who, who yeah. what do you think? And they yeah. just go, I think it's disgusting. It's like, yeah. And they don't care. They don't yeah. really care because they'll be back next week saying something different. Yeah. What not... do you th- yeah, what do you think should happen in the changing room? I think they should hit him. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Roy. Yeah, so who would you have as like the, the kind of, you know, the 
holder, I suppose, of that torch in the Premier League at the moment. It's hard to think of a single example. You, normally, someone would just would spring to mind immediately, yeah. but I, I don't think there's. I don't really think there's anybody like that. Well, I, I think the economics of the game has changed mm. the, the, I suppose, like the relevance of a hard man. Because if you go down the levels, you still see it. You know, you yeah. play Sunday League yeah. and you still see that person in operation, that role in operation. Um, Mitro's got a bit in him. Yeah, mm. Mitro, uh, yeah, I, I think they're just a bit all over now. Yeah. But also, like, for, yeah, as I said, from an economic point of view, you just don't want to be someone who's seen as a liability now. No. Yeah. Because there's so much money to be made from being a footballer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think of, you know what, Rudiger? Yeah, that's fair. When he was around? Maybe. Rudiger, like but a bit of then, a shit, like, think... brilliant, a bit of a shit out, but more of a trash talker. It's, it's, it's modernised in that way, isn't yeah. it? It's well, less beating, it, yeah. more talking. It's become the shithouse, I suppose. Yeah. It? It's evolved into that. Yeah. So yeah. Robbie, Robbie Savage is an interesting one because Robbie Savage was the ultimate shithouse. Mm. But whenever it kicked off, he always looked terrified, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's, he, it's that the inverse of like... I'd quite say like Craig Bellamy doing a bit more punditry with a golf club. Because again, he's yeah. another, he's another yeah. um, uh, soft hardware, hard software. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But I, I, think he's, I think he's scary. Oh, no, Bellamy. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. No, he's only Bellamy. scary because he's unpredictable. Yeah, but, that's, but he's like a live wire that way. Like, he mm. just might pull out a Stanley knife. Has, I'm not saying he would. <laughs> he has no neck because all the muscle is elsewhere. Yeah. That's so, yeah, okay, fair. It's frightening. Fair, fair. Speaking of golf clubs as well, do you know when Julian Dix retired from football, he became a pub landlord, obviously, yeah. but took up golf to have something competitive to do. But he kept smashing his clubs up, apparently. <laughs> kept. Kept smashing yeah. his clubs up. So I was like, this is stressing me out too much. I've got to stop. I... I <laughs> Smashing a golf club can't be easy. It's no. easier than you think. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us everything about how you know this. Because you can either... Fish, fish buys his from, like, um, car boats, and they're all old wooden ones from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> they just Shut have them up in a museum. You just take them off. It's like, oh, easy. Look at that. It's splinters. So you can, like, either stamp on the, like, you know, the putter bit, or, you know, the, the bit that's contacting the ball, because you can get the angle of it, or you can right. just break them over your leg. Oh, oh. it's good to know. Why can, do you, can how do you know this? Because I'm not very good at golf. Ah. <laughs> so it's, it's not just a Julian Dix thing, it's just a golf thing. No, it's yeah. It's actually not surprise. surprising. I mean, but like, very if difficult you... Very but, but <laughs> should... Smashed them all up. <laughs> Smashed them as jag. <laughs> but they are... Um, like, golf clubs are expensive as well. Yeah. yeah. So you shouldn't keep breaking them because it'll cost you a lot of money. Fish. So he's just, you know, uncontrollable anger. Fish, have you not seen the golf sale, man? <laughs> Let's do it, mate. Good God. He's, all, he's just got a golf club. Furious, furious exactly. man letting off steam. Well, yeah, when you, when you run out of golf clubs, you go and have a fight with him. Yeah. He's the big boss. But, but, but it's kind of like, have the hard men turned into shithouses because you can't get away with two footing because you just get sent off all the time, double the time. Your Sergio Ramos, your Pepe's. Like, yeah. it's, they're, they're clearly both hard men. Yeah. 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 But, but they, just, they can't almost... use that part of them now. They're almost that, uh, you know, the thing they'd say about boxers back in the day is that, like, the, the pretty boxers are the good boxers. You know, if your face is intact, you're a good boxer. Right, basically. okay, that pretty makes simple. sense, yeah. And I feel like that with the hard man now. Like, if you have cultivated this image of, you know, Ramos is a good-looking bloke. Mm. Um, he's won many things. He's seen as, like, a reliable captain. Mm. And, like, he's doing that. He's doing the shit housing. He's doing the hard man act well. You know what? Mm. I, are we maybe... Are we maybe wrong about this when you think about what he did to Mo Salah in the yeah. Champions League final? Yeah. Because that was definitely shit housing, but it was also like a pretty horrific assault. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we're giving Ramos a bit of a pass that we shouldn't be giving him. Yeah, anymore. fair. Well, do you remember yeah. Pepe? There was that moment where Pepe played for Real Madrid, gave away a penalty and was so angry that the guy who'd fallen in front of him, he kept kicking him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like ra- raking his studs on his back. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> so I think the switch goes. They're probably just in a bit more control of it, of the, you know, their temper, but mm. every now and again it slips. Yeah. That lovely shot of um, Jimmy Bullard uh, eyeing up uh, Duncan Ferguson when he was on one. <laughs> very, very enjoyable. That was, a, I could relate to that. It was a little bit like, you know, if there was a T Rex outside and you'd like, obviously run away, but like. Yeah. First, have a little peek over. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is magnificent. But can, can they ever sort of come back to football? Can you ever see a time where that's going to be useful? I think they now reside in, or rather, that kind of attitude resides in the kind of um, waiting rooms of online FIFA. Oh, what? Could you shit talkers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... I think that's basically what it is. Because <laughs> no, no one really swings for anyone anymore. No. I'm not no, saying that. It's it like, really oh, happens. what's happened to yeah, the game? Yeah. We don't want to go back to that, do we? No, we, we not do, at all. I kind of want to see a swing every now but and again. I, I don't think you, would, you wouldn't get the sort of free-flowing kind of uh, liquid football that we, I think, are, yeah. are more accustomed to now. Even watching back, you know, old clips from, from the 90s for, for, you know, researching various shows that we do, I'm, I'm struck by how the ball is in the air a lot more. Like players yeah. are like just like chipping it to each other, controlling it in the air. It's, it, it isn't as... Yeah. Um, it wasn't as slick, even relatively recently, or certainly for a time that we we romanticise as being really, really good. And that's mm. not to say it wasn't good in in its own way. But I think if if those sort of players um, ever make a comeback, it will probably be because the quality of the game has dipped. <laughs> yeah. You also so there was a player around that time who would always get sent off uh, for Southampton. Do you remember Francis Benali? Yeah, yes. yeah. And so he had L- a re- lovely fella raised a million pounds for charity on his own. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. It, it's the perfect thing of. Um, I wasn't sure if he was hard or just like really angry because he was always getting sent off. But I had this perception in my mind of like this character, what he's like. And then you see what he's done into retirement. Right. And you're like, yeah. okay, you're really oh, lovely. So yeah. was this just how you chose to play the game then? Is <laughs> this you thought, right, what's the, I can't, you know, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. This is my thing. I'm going to be the angry guy. Yeah. Well, mm. Stuart Pierce always said, didn't he, once he went over the white line, it was different. And maybe it's, maybe some players are, um, that kind of phenomena is just a bit more pronounced for them than it is for others. Yeah, mm. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, either way, we've got uh, Gattuso at Valencia to look forward to this season, which is a lot of fun. Can I give um, a shout out to my favourite um, hard man? Yeah. Right? So it's, it's not that picture of Goethe with an erection, <laughs> which you've been sent a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everyone. Well done. Well done, everyone. Good stuff. Solid. Yeah, you wouldn't send the skulls one, would you? No. <laughs> um, Rajan Nangalan. Yes. Hard yeah. bastard. Yeah, okay. Cool Very bastard hard. as well. Hard, cool hard bastard. Yeah. Crazy hair. Uh, yeah, crazy hair. Interesting name. Mm. The uh, he did Loved he... a long range screamer as well. Yeah, and loved making other people scream in a painful way. <laughs> with sexy. On the football pitch. Right, yeah. Okay. Kicking them. He liked to kick people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gave an interview with Rolling Stone where he talked about... Why Rolling Stone interviewing him? Exactly. Well, it was brilliant you're not, you're already. You're not getting that with Phil Neville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no desire to stay home every evening like other players who just go, house, football pitch, house, football pitch. And I think that summed him up because even when he was on the football pitch, he wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, he played, the, he was you know, a brilliant footballer, but he, was, um, he grew up fighting in the streets. Yeah. Mm. And he was nicknamed at uh, Cagliari. He was nicknamed the Ninja because he was always fighting. 
And I just love the idea of, because I think, I think he's right in the sweet spot for me because being a hard man and being conducive to the team now have to be the same thing. Yeah. And if you're constantly a liability, you know, people are just going to disregard you. But also, I think to be an effective hard man, if you are doing that job, you've got to play the whole game. Mm. And he con- consistently did that. And he did that while also missing out on Belgian squads for 2014 and 2018 because they thought it was a dick. Similar shot for Arturo Vidal. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. Especially the teams he's played for as well, Vidal. Mm. Definitely. Um, well, that's it another football ramble guy too thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for everyone who got involved as well uh, the Gattuso gif of him saying uh, sometimes it'll be good sometimes it'll be shit uh, is, very, is always uh, welcome uh, we want you to tell us what you'd like to chat about if you're fancy learning more about one of football's defining tropes or one of its confusing quirks uh, then get in touch and tell us just email uh, us at short at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions we'll see you next time Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Alone, oh, oh. Okay, so I need to listen I got to a bad desire. Fit oh. not to be forgotten at too. First time I did it for the hell of it, put it around the back of my tongue and then swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Nina, no, no, no. Walla, walla, bing, bong. I didn't realise he was top of the family tree of music. So many songs. They're all... NWA, the cartoons, they're all just children of the boss, aren't they? Greece had a guitar gun, didn't he? All of Greece was him. All of Greece. They were about his age. <laughs> <laughs> Put that at the end. Hard men. <laughs> right, what are we doing? There we go, where we go, where we go, where we go. Right. Welcome back to the football <laughs> ramp. Do <laughs> Welcome back. Don't do that voice. I'm doing my Bruce Springsteen voice because I'm a tough guy. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.